0: What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Laura, what do you got?
1: Guys, I have bad news. I have bad news. Okay, oh, say it okay. so. My tío, who I call my tío but is not really blood related, Vicente Fernandez, was mm. hospitalized last <gasps> week. He suffered oh, no. a fall at his rancho Los Tres Potrillos in Jalisco, Mexico, which resulted in a spinal cord injury. But yesterday, it was reported that he was placed on a ventilator to help his breathing. Uh-oh. His fam- I know, man, because, you know, he's older, so yeah. it's, it's hard to hear that. The family did give a statement saying that we expect forward progress in his recovery. His post-operative care will require immediate physical and pulmonary rehabilitation. So we're sending good vibes to the family, to him, speedy recoveries. But, you know, Theo, you got to get better because we love your music and we need you healthy. I don't I can't not yet. Okay, (laughs) like not yet. Not him. Yeah, it's been a rough
0: 18 months to begin with, like with people we've lost. Like there's no need to add more to the equation.
1: Yeah.
2: No. 81 years old, though, man, that's a Mm -hmm. serious fall to have that kind of injury. Wow. Sending good vibes is right. That's too bad.
1: Yeah, that's my deal like in my mind because he's from where my family's from. So <laughs> in my mind we related, okay? And every Mexican, <laughs> right. you, you don't even got to be Mexican. You feel like you're related to Vicente, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. drink and he's your go-to music when you drink. So it's been... Man, that's
0: terrible news. Yeah. I
1: know. I didn't want to be a downer, but it is big news. I so should I play want the Debbie this.
2: Downer song for you no man come on man i mean just because you're in control of well the he Debbie does Downer
0: he saw, does yeah he, he, you do he does <laughs> he does have a point actually. i mean
2: every time i talk about something that's
1: not like yeah, you know, something you know what you
2: love you're like it oh, is whatever is good Downer for the song. goose
0: is good for the gander
2: yeah there you go
1: i'll take it
2: yep you got us down
1: disease,
0: See, this is precisely what you've just done to us
2: yeah us. You. Daddy, please, you did
1: you but y'all had to know
0: We did. did.
2: That's why it's called. We did,
0: but it still deserves the Debbie Downer. I
1: mean, because Cap just does it to do it, you know. But I, I had to inform you guys, so it's a little different. But I'll take it. I'll take it. I played it.
2: All right. Hey, by the way, top of the third inning, Dodgers, Phillies, dude. Just like yesterday, guys. The rain is coming down.
0: Oh my goodness!
2: It's ridiculous, man. Look, I, I. I got it. You know, you're on the East Coast, the summertime it's nice and warm. During the winter, people, you know, they have to hibernate for a time cuz it gets so cold. The the notion of putting a uh, a roof on a baseball park even though they've got one in Miami. You know why they have it? Cuz not only is it so hot and humid, cuz it freaking rains every day. Every yeah. single
0: day during in the summer. The East summer. Coast in the summer it rains a lot. Like,
2: yeah. Every day. And it is coming down now in Philadelphia, so here we go, another rain delay. So I'll say it, like I said it yesterday. For anybody that just came over to hang out, glad to have you guys here.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. No doubt. All right, so hopefully you, ha- you hang out and stick around. All right, so big story today, right? Uh, you know, Training camps are opening. I've been watching the NFL Network the last two days a little bit in between summer league stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of storylines. Now, one of the storylines is always the Cowboys. They happen to be on Hard Knocks as well. And so this Hard Knocks conversation about the Cowboys, whether it was Dak Prescott and his arm – or Mike McCarthy, and just kind of the way the season went last year, or whatever, it became a story. Now, I, I, don't, I don't love talking about like other networks, to be honest with you, but it, there, there was this thing that Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp were talking about, about McCarthy, um, and it was basically Bayless was trying to make the point that is Mike McCarthy a guy I can lead you considering, you know, you have to be in shape to play sports and he's not in great shape and yada yada and Jenny Taft, who is the host of that show, took exception to him and, uh, you know, rightfully so. I totally get that. But here's what I would say. I mean, you know, not that I'm sitting here trying to debate Skip Bayless, but, I mean, I feel like this is easily dismissible. Um, dude, look at the last two Super Bowl champion head coaches.
2: Who are uh, they, Scott? Right, Andy Reid. Yeah. Andy Reid, who, you know, people joke around during the football season, especially late in the season, because he's wearing, you know, all red. And then he's got his, uh, you know, his his communication equipment wrapped around his belly. And so people are like, yo, it looks like Santa Claus on the sideline. Right. You know, So people goof on Andy Reid because he's a big dude. You know, and then Bruce Arians last year. Bruce Arians is don't be mistaken. He's not going to be winning a Mr. Universe contest anytime soon. You know? Right. Right. So and there's plenty of guys,
0: Uh, by the way, Jason Garrett is uh, got an immaculate uh, body. uh, And how'd that go? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like for the Dallas Cowboys. Not so great is Mm -hmm. my guess. Um, So I just feel like it's so silly. Like, look, Scott, you played football. How many football coaches that you had were actually in great shape? But, you know, I mean, because to me, you could have a fat uh, uh, or a heavy set—I shouldn't say fat. That's mean. A heavy set football coach, and he could be a great coach. Right. Andy Reid, uh, uh, you know, Arians—those guys you mentioned—are really good at what they do. And they're yeah. again—they are not necessarily fit physically.
2: Yeah. Look, not everybody's Sean McVay. Okay, so that's for man. Me.
0: McVay is dreamy though. Right.
2: So not everybody's McVay. Not everybody's in their thirties, and not everybody's getting themselves in great shape, and not everybody's you know less sneeze on a keto diet and everything else. But listen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there there's actually a way to have a legit conversation about this. Um, but instead what Skip Bayless loves to do, and we'll, we'll play the audio because I think people should probably hear it. George, no, but- I
0: don't think we need to play. the. Audio. Yeah. You don't want to play. It? I described it. enough.
2: Oh, it's we fine. can't play it. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, look, I, I think this, if you wanted to make a point, if you were on one of these debate shows, okay. And you wanted to make a point, listen, the NFL season is a grind. Okay. Can we agree on that? Sure. I mean, look, here you are. You've been in training camp for two to three weeks. And the season, the regular season anyway, it's going to be 17 games this year rather than 16. It is a physical and an emotional grind. And it's not just on the players. It's on the coaches as well. Okay. So if you wanted to make a point that you thought Mike McCarthy had gained a bunch of weight and you as a fan of the team are concerned that he can't be as effective as he can be because he's not gotten himself into good physical condition. Okay. Look, maybe that's your opinion. And maybe you want to have an argument about that. George, I'll give you a quick example. You know, I have a buddy of mine. My college roommate is the offensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns. And he's a big dude. Okay. Really big guy. And he played quarterback in college at 210 pounds, ballooned up to 300 pounds. Okay. And I say to him all the time, listen, man, you got to take better care of yourself. Because you're in the office at 5 a.m. You're not getting home until 10 p.m. at night. You make yourself a drink. You pass out. And you wake up and do it all over again. You must take better care of yourself. And, by the way, when you go to interview for a head coaching job somewhere, you want them to look at you and go, this guy looks good. He's fit. He's strong. He can handle the grind of an NFL season. Right. But the way Skip Bayless jumps all over Mike McCarthy – for being a big guy. Mike McCarthy's always been a big guy. He's always been a big Husky guy. Has he gotten a little bit older? Has he put on a couple of LBs? He got five kids at home. Yes, he has. Yes, he has, okay? But to say that he can't coach a team or that you won't, as a player, respect him because he's packed on some LBs, I think it's wrong, number one. You can be a great coach if you're skinny. You can be a great coach if you're a big dude. And, and then... To have Jenny Taft who's sitting in the middle and dismiss her, hey, you're just here to get us into commercials and get us out of commercials. Don't have an opinion, girl. I mean, that's essentially the way Skip Bayless treated her today. I'm here to get paid a lot of money to have an opinion. Shannon's here to get paid a lot of money to have an opinion. Both of us are lean and ripped, and so because I'm in really good shape, I'll criticize him who's not in good shape. And by the way, don't say that to me because you're just here to be our host. Don't have an opinion. I mean, the whole thing looked really ugly but i will say this if i know fox the way i think i know fox they're not going to do anything about it other than promote it hype it take advantage of it and try and get people to watch their show as a result seriously
0: uh yeah i would echo all those sentiments for sure
2: i mean look again I i don't mean to be like dismissive about all of this i would say this to mike mccarthy i've known mike for a very long time george you know when i was in college Mike McCarthy was a graduate assistant coach on those staffs. Um, Mike McCarthy was working in the Pennsylvania Turnpike taking tickets um, when people would drive through and they'd actually pay with money back in those days. Remember those days? Mike McCarthy was working at night as a ticket taker in the Pennsylvania Turnpike, and then he was working all day as an assistant graduate assistant coach at the University of Pittsburgh. I've known Mike McCarthy since I'm 19 years old, and he was probably 23, 24 years old. I've known him for a very That's long cool. time, okay? Um, if I were going to talk to Mike I'd say, hey, Mike, look, you know, just for your own well-being, you know, you should probably take a little bit better care of yourself because the season is an emotional and it's a physical grind. And if you're if you're not taking good care of your body, okay it might fail you you know and that, that's all i'm saying And there's a way to have a discussion No, I, I understand
0: that. that but i just feel like this premise that you have to be in shape to coach an athletic team it's is ridiculous stupid. it's, it's ridiculous. dumb
2: do you yeah. think sean McVay is yeah. a really good coach because he's young and fit
0: no i think he's right. a really good coach because he's really smart
2: right right yeah. and by the way yeah. mike mccarthy say what you want about mike mccarthy um and by the way i like mike but i don't love mike in other words Mike McCarthy, I think, is a good coach. Yeah. I can sit here and pinpoint many mistakes along the Look, way. Cliff Kingsbury the is the
0: best-looking coach I've ever seen, and he's an under 500 coach in his career, both in college and the pros.
2: Yes, and thus far with, with Arizona, he hasn't provided uh, you know, any sort of playoff run, although he's got a hot young quarterback, and, and who knows? Maybe Arizona will eventually be good. But just because you're fit and in shape doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a great coach or have a great team. And just because you're significantly overweight, like Mike might be, or like Andy Reid is considered to be, by the way, so am I. Uh, just so you know, the CDC um, tells me that I'm obese. J- you know, just based on my BMI, I'm obese. At 6 foot tall and 198 pounds, I am considered obese. So um, I don't think of myself as obese, but that's what the CDC tells me. What is it's- it? 6 foot what? What are you? S- 6 foot, 198. Yeah, you're pretty heavy. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I would <laughs> like to be back in my playing weight. I'd like to be 190. I'd like to be 185. Believe me. You know what I'm saying? But, but, like, I just thought beyond the conversation about his weight, I thought the way Skip Bayless completely. Oh my God! The enough girl. about Skip Bayless though, already. Who cares? Yeah, but, but, like, well, dude, the you guy see? gets paid to be a troll. Like, well, well, but that's how this story got blown up. Because let's face it, George. Uh, last night, Hard Knocks on HBO was episode one. How many people do you think actually were like, Ooh, I, didn't I, my I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I don't watch. I haven't watched Hard Knocks in years because it's the same damn show every time. Well, I will tell you this. I watched it last night. Um, I watched one episode.
0: I watched an episode or two of the Rams one only because it was them. And that's well, it.
2: shout out to everybody up in Oxnard, the 805 representing. It is the most bizarre thing. You got to see this, though. Just do yourself a favor and watch this. They have got these football fields literally in the middle of a neighborhood. And they've been there 15 years, and 15 years ago, there was nothing there. Nothing. But Oxnard's become kind of a hot spot. And um, they've got this entire neighborhood built right around these two football fields. It's incredible. And it's worth taking a look at. But you'd be interested to see And they got great strawberry patches in Oxnard. They do, as a matter of fact. They do. Uh, Oxnard's a great place. Um, But, look, I'm telling you right now, maybe one of the most interesting parts about this entire Hard Knocks episode, though, was— jerry jones who's got to be I, somebody could look up his age he's got to be in his 80s jerry jones george is sitting there and he's on the phone with the trainers and he's, he's finding 78. out 78 thank you he's finding out about dak prescott's shoulder okay and he's about to eat a mcdonald's mcgriddle are you familiar george sedano with the mcgriddle breakfast sandwich
0: I am. It's the one with the uh, waffle pancake thingies uh, in between some sausage, right? (laughs) Right. Or the sausage is in between the pancake waffle (laughs) thingies.
2: Right. They've taken the the pancakes, they've turned them into bread, and then they've thrown sausage in the middle, and they've injected with syrup, okay? Delish. Smartest thing ever. Because anytime you have sausage on your plate, if you can put a little maple syrup in it, absolutely delicious, okay? Sorry, Rabbi. That's my deal. I love it. I know it's not kosher. Now, Jerry Jones is sitting there eating a McGriddle and putting salt on every bite of the McGriddle. He doesn't open it up and put salt on it. He just is taking a bite, putting more salt. Taking a bite, putting more salt. You would think Jerry Jones, a billionaire, pushing 80 years old, would probably have like a team nutritionist or a trainer going, hey, Jerry, you know, maybe, you know, we could have some egg whites, turkey sausage, nice alternative, keep you fit and healthy. But no, he's sitting there eating McGriddles. That to me is the most interesting part. At eight
3: years old, you're like, I don't give a bleep. Yeah, this point, I would agree with eat Lindsay. Do what I want. Do what I want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you've
2: made opposite. it this far, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking the opposite. Like, like, hey, when it comes to longevity, maybe egg whites and a little turkey sausage rather than a McGriddle. I just no. thought it was absolutely hilarious that that's what Jerry Jones was eating. And Doesn't
0: Warren he... Buffett still go to McDonald's and he's like in his 90s every day?
3: Yeah, like every, every day? day? Yeah. Exactly. No way, really. He gets yes. an egg McMuffin every day for breakfast. Those
0: are delicious. I love how you just pulled, like, the surfer dude, no way, really. Like, yeah, like I didn't you... know. I didn't know. Yeah.
2: yeah. I lo- I, listen, I love, I love uh, McDonald's breakfast. I, I love an egg McMuffin. Yeah. I haven't had a McGriddle in a long time. I yes. just would have thought that Jerry Jones, not only eating a McGriddle, but I like the sweetness of a McGriddle. Why add yeah. the saltiness to the McGriddle? That's yeah. all. Yeah. What are you something... are you trying
0: to be Jerry's nutritionist? Is that a new line of work for you?
2: No, no. I I no, I'd rather be Mike McCarthy's nutritionist. Okay, because <laughs> you're wondering... actually friends with him, right? All well, right, yes. and I well, listen, I have a very nice relationship with Jerry Jones, as a matter of fact. I mean, but... why should we be listening to you? You're obese anyway, according well, to. Well, according uh, to the CDC, know. I certainly am. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: that's the right. hell, that's a terrible business model for you.
2: Yeah. Hey, listen, I was trying to think of like if I were 78 years old, I thought he was a little bit older. Like, what would I not be able to give up? Like, if I loved a McGriddle. What would I not ever be able to give up? See, I, I think McGriddle's
0: good. Like, again, I think there are certain things you can't, I, I'm a big believer in, um, what's the phrase of like, uh, everything in moderation, right? Mm-hmm. So I will, I go through phases. For example, I went through a phase for a couple weeks where I had a glass of wine every night. I have not had a glass of wine in almost two weeks. And that's just it. That's how I do things. Like, some nights I'm feeling it, for stretches I feel it, and then I don't feel it anymore. Like, I could literally quit anything cold turkey. There is not anything you can give me that I cannot quit cold turkey.
2: That is so funny you say that I'm the exact same way. You know, people who have uh, habits and they're like, well, you know, I'm going to have to go through this or go through that to, to stop doing this. I'm like, no, no. Once I turn my mind off, that's it. It's over. Yeah, and I, I look,
0: we can open it up to see how hard um, – that is for people. Like but I, I think you and I are in the minority. We can ask the ladies on the other side as well. We'll open up the phones. Can you just quit anything cold turkey? Or what has been the 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 big, the biggest challenge for you to quit whether it's smoking or some sort of you know you know alcohol or whatever maybe you know drugs who know like whatever like i'd love to hear from the Because again circle of trust community we'd like to be here and and just have these conversations with each other 877-710-ESPN we will open it up the to the phones in a moment we've also got some rams news that's not so great plus would you rather coming up at 5 30
4: ESPN Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
0: Yeah, Hulk Hogan. Um, I used to stay up late at night on Saturday nights. So the WWE, which was the WWF back then, used to have oh, yeah. this thing called Saturday Night Main Event. Mm-hmm. And it would be... I don't even know how often they would do it. I feel like it could have been like once every month or two or every couple of months or whatever um and it would be instead of saturday night live it would be like hey it's saturday night main event and they would have like this cool late night um on nbc uh, wrestling show basically and actually i'm looking at it here it happened it just happened periodically there was no like rhyme or reason to when they would do it. because i'm looking at the dates that it aired um, but there were how many total thirty six of them, uh, apparently. So it, it was kind of cool because you'd always get the best wrestlers on that thing because sometimes when you watched when I was a kid growing up, you would get on Saturdays, you know you'd get some good guys, but you'd get a lot of the, uh, I don't know, I hate to say it this way, but the jobbers, I guess. And then you know you'd get like a like a mid level guy and maybe like one other awesome guy. But it was rare you'd get Hogan on those like Saturday shows back in the day. and then But on those Saturday night shows, uh, not the morning shows, you would get Hogan for sure because he'd do all the big events. And as a kid, it was great. And then his life got weird. Very quick, strange. Bro. Things yeah. turned
2: very quick. Now, how much of a wrestling fan are you? Because I loved Hogan. My favorite line from Hogan was always this, well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. I, I loved it when he would start every interview with Mean Gene Okerlund with, well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. And then, of course, he would use the word brother all the time. Yeah. And brother I liked a lot, but I always really – I don't know who your favorite wrestler was, George, back in that era. Hogan was great. I mean, I, when
0: I was a little kid, it was Hogan. Um, okay. it's, it's not really him, like – I I I do like like Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock and those guys better. That's kind of when I got back into wrestling because yeah. I I stopped watching wrestling for a really 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 long time.
4: Yeah, and I then
0: think- in. In the late 90s, I got back into it because of that, what they called the attitude era, and those Monday Night Wars, where literally between the WWE and the WCW, they would right. actually have combined higher ratings than Monday Night Football.
2: Dude, I love um, WCW. I love that Eric Bischoff-led WCW period of time. You have I a Bischoff
0: it. kind of feel to you.
2: Well, you know what? I remember one time, there's a guy, do you remember the name Jason Hervey? He was an actor. Um, he was on The Wonder Years. He was the big brother to Fred Savage. You remember that guy? vaguely okay well he was the big brother anyway he was also really into wrestling yeah and he uh he and I one time uh, I had met him through some friends and he uh he told me that he was a lifelong wrestling fan and he had actually learned wrestling through like the funk brothers or something Terry Funk and Dory Funk right and so um he one time took me to a wrestling ring and I he was going to teach me some stuff and I thought okay well this will be fun you know he'll body slam me I'll body slam him I'll give him a you know belly to back souffle it'll be a lot of fun you know I'll whip him across the ring ropes I'll give him a flare chop the whole deal And he wound up saying, oh, no, 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 the way this works is I beat you up. And then that's how you learn the moves. And Jason Hervey put this beat down on me at the Fountain Blue in Miami, by the way, a place that you'll know well. And and I always love wrestling, but I think I'm a little ahead of you because my favorite wrestlers before Hogan were Duff the Road, the American Dream, Hard Times, Daddy, the all-time greatest wrestling speech ever. Do you know that speech?
0: I I do. I am familiar with it. I've seen it on YouTube.
2: You know, you don't know hard times, Daddy, hard times. I went to workers around this country, can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. That's hard times. So thus the road. The American dream was my guy. And, and <laughs> Ric Flair was my guy. And these guys proceeded. Rick Flair Paul follows Cogan. me on Twitter. Wow, that's a big deal. That's a it very is big, big deal.
0: deal. I think it's one of my coolest follows on Twitter.
2: Yeah, that's a very big deal. Um, I've only got you, Jody Gap. Watley. <laughs> Wait, what, what'd you
0: say, Laura? Ric Flair does it's not, not you. follow you on
2: Twitter? No, I wish he did. You want me to get him to follow I you on Twitter? I would love for you to, as a matter of fact. Okay. okay. What were you saying, Laura? Excuse me.
1: No, I was just saying you're not his coldest follow.
2: I know. Yeah. I know, I know. Oh, you are definitely not my <laughs> coolest follow, that's for sure. I, I wish I
0: was.
1: I love your Dusty Rhodes
3: impression, it's great. <laughs> it is a good one. Well, it it is a good one.
0: Good. All right. Un- uh, underrated, we're not playing that game right now, but you certainly know? underrated.
2: I may not look like the athlete of today is supposed to look, my belly just a little bit big, my honey just a little bit big, but I am bad, and they know I'm bad, and there were only two bad men, and one of him is John Wayne, and he's dead, brother, and the other one is standing right here. I used to love the wrestling announcers. Mean Gene Okerlund, when I was a young kid, there was a guy named Gordon Soley. He was the best.
0: Yeah, he was the guy. I
2: loved wrestling as a kid.
0: Yeah, and and it's funny because that Attitude Era was a blast. Like I just felt like it was basically a middle finger to everything on television. It was so good. Like I'll give Vince McMahon a ton of credit uh, for that. But the Hogan thing got weird. The reality show really ruined his life in a lot of ways, and then obviously his own words and Things ruined well, he his also life, had that—you
2: know—he had that situation where he was friends with that dude who was a radio yeah, yeah, host Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing with the
0: wife, right? Yeah, yep, I right. get it. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, he said some things and did some things that weren't so cool either. Um, actually, downright awful. Um, so yeah, like it just things spiraled out of control for him. For a guy who had it all, like at mm-hmm. one point, like he was, you know, he was the big wrestling guy. He was in movies. Like, remember, yeah. he was in a Rocky movie for oh, God's dude.
2: sake. Right. He was. Uh, what was the Thunder name? Thunderlips. Car- Thunderlips. Right. Yeah. And he yeah. and and he threw Rocky out of the ring, and Rocky's like, "Yo, what's the deal here? I thought this was supposed to be, you know, just an exhibition. Nah, I got to put on a show, man."
0: Yeah. All right. Let's go to uh, Raul in Downey, who wants to talk about quitting something. Go ahead, Raul
5: how's it going, guys? Who would have known you guys are big wrestling fans? That was pretty cool.
2: <laughs> Thank you, yeah, I Yeah, but to this day, I'm not joking around. To this day, probably at least once a week, I will watch Dusty Rhodes' Hard Times video on YouTube at least once a week. If you are ever down and out about anything, you watch Dusty Rhodes' Hard Times and you're like, okay, I'm you, back, I'm good. You're back. Yeah.
5: Okay, are you guys so big of a wrestling fan? really quick, before I get to a point. that you guys will go t- next year to WrestleMania, even though all no. these new wrestlers
2: and
0: others? No? no, I will not go to WrestleMania.
2: I don't go to WrestleMania, but I love local wrestle- wrestling shows. And I, I remember taking my now ex-wife to a show one time, and she's like, what's going on here? Because I, I was a part of the show. In other words, like I'm standing there ringside, and like the four horsemen are walking out, and I've got my four fingers up in the air. And like she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, that's what it is to be... In a, in, to be a fan at a wrestling show, you got to be in on it. And I've had a couple of chances to like be in the ring, um, to like start shows before they actually go on TV. One time I was doing this thing, and they, they were like, Hey, we're going to have this arm wrestling competition, you against this FM DJ guy. And so we're arm wrestling, and I stop the arm wrestling. I pick up my chair, and I start swinging the chair at the guy. Kind of like a Thunder Lips thing. I didn't tell anybody I was doing it because I thought that would be a funny thing to do. They didn't think it was so funny.
5: Now, what is your deal, Sorry, buddy? Oh
2: man, so I just—his oh, phone sucks.
5: That yeah. was pretty interesting. You know why? Because you took yeah. all
2: his damn time, Kaplan.
0: The man no, was trying to call us to give us something These from the heart. Stories. Yes, go ahead, Raul. Are you still there?
5: <laughs> all right, man. So yeah, like about a, two weeks ago, uh, I come out of work. I used to get a can of, of a white claw or something, and you know, drink it, and I used to feel good, man. But then, uh, you know, I had little problems with the with the white writer, Like, you know what? You got to stop. This thing is getting out of control, and you know what? it's been about two weeks already dude we go out we go have dinner no drinks no nothing we go i mean we go to probably a bar or something go dance you know what dude i feel really good it's been two weeks already but yeah. these two weeks i promise i went to church i made a three-month uh, promise so i have to do it and because uh, it's no joke when you do that under i mean for our religion and uh and it's going good two weeks is going really good i mean i get home as a matter of fact i just got my starbucks coffee right now and it's it's pretty good, dude. Well, I would have well, never ra- thought that I was gonna stop, but it's yeah. really it well, going good.
0: That's awesome to hear, Raul. And by the way, just stay away from Acapulco there when you're down and you are know, out there <laughs> Oh in yeah.
5: Was, oh really yeah. one one quick thing. I was gonna call you guys yesterday. Hey, uh, uh Cap, really cool things that you talk uh, said yesterday about the vaccine, dude. I actually got booked it for uh, Friday. Uh that that really got my attention what you said yesterday. So that was pretty cool, Cap. There you go.
2: Well, I appreciate that, you saying cap. that, man. Hey, look, let Thank me you, tell Raul. you guys. Yeah, thanks, Raúl. Let me tell you guys something real quick. And, and well, can, can I... you
0: tell us on the other side because of we have to. Of course, I can. Of yes, course, let, I can. Let's do that. Please good do thing that. One of us
2: is watching Be- the clock.
0: Because yes, for sure. And I do think, look, your PSA helped one person. To me, that is a huge success. Now it might have helped more, but it helped Raúl, and that's awesome. And Raúl, good job on putting the drinks down for a little bit. You know, you got to know your body a little bit. Sometimes you got to change things up.
4: Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better
3: because it has to be.
0: All right, it's time for Would You Rather. I'll take it away here. Lindsay, what do you got for
3: us? All right, guys. Would you rather? Here's a couple. Again, I have some really weird ones and then some fun ones. First one here is Would You Rather spend six hours on a flight beside a screaming infant or spend six hours smelling the lavatory of an airplane bathroom after several people have taken a dump. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. I'll start
0: with you. Uh, I mean, this is easy. I mean, the screaming infant, I've done it. My infant, not other uh, other people's infants. Like, it's just part of the deal. And as someone – now, it's funny because before I had kids, right, I would – you know, I wouldn't outwardly emote this way, but I'd be like, bro, that's got to be brutal. You know what I mean? Like, I would think – Oh, I, I outwardly emote that. Well, let me tell you something. Once you have kids, you have a lot more compassion right, for those people. Right. Different deal. Um, Because there's nothing you can do. It's a baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there, It's not like you can tell it, hey, stop. It doesn't reason. It's a it's a baby. Yeah. So you should have more compassion, and we're going to try to make you have more compassion there, Lindsay.
2: Yeah, oh. it's, it, it's the worst thing ever is when you, when you get stuck on the very last row of an airplane where not only does the seat not recline, but you definitely smell the bathroom which has oh, a very awful. distinct smell it's horrible now when you don't have kids and somebody's got a screaming baby you might give a look like yo man why don't you shut that baby up but then when you do have kids you actually give the look to the guy who's giving you the look and the look like, is bro, help in there right yeah. you're like help me would you please help what, what can I possibly do you want to help help me out so for me I'd rather be a little bit more compassionate I'd rather sit next to the screaming baby maybe even take the baby and just pack oh, baby dude, on Oh dude, I,
0: I have I have done that. Like not taking the baby, but I've been like, "Yo, can I help you out? I've had I have kids, like I get it." And I feel like more times than not there are more people that are willing to do that. Like on I've seen like now I I have I have been on some planes where I've seen that I've seen the flight attendants Uh, Come in and help out in those situations. Because I remember one time there was a flight I had. Where the hell was I going? I don't even remember anymore. But anyway, it was this poor girl. You could tell, first time mom. She was freaking out, like going, "Oh my god, I don't know." Like she was about to cry. I maybe she was crying herself. And I, I remember like saying, "Hey, do you need any help? Are you good?" Um, and then the flight attendant came by and all the flight attendants grabbed the baby and they started playing with the baby baby started to chill out, everything got cool. If you're just nice to people in those situations, good things can happen. So take that, Lindsay Fulton.
3: I'm Put not the saying good that, juju. Okay, I'm not saying that all of that isn't all well and good, but when we're just coming down to the logistics here, I would rather sit next to something that stinks oh, than sit next on. to the screaming baby. I mean, yeah. that's honestly why I bought my noise cancelling Bose headphones, but I, I would pay extra money to pl- to fly on a non-baby flight. That that's
0: the whole point. You already gave us the, the cheat code for it. You can just put your noise-canceling headphones on, and you don't have to smell doo-doo, you know?
3: Uh, I doo-doo. mean, they don't always work. They don't always work with every baby. Okay, Louder? Fair enough. Yo, I'm one of six. Give me the baby.
1: It's, it's easy. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I've never been kid, so I guess that's why I uh, <laughs> feel the way that I do. All right, next one here. Would you rather wake up and find every person you've ever known gone from the earth or wake up tomorrow and be 85 years old. Cap, I'll start with you.
2: I probably would want to wake up and be 85 years old. I don't want to wake up and have everybody I know be disappeared because then I'm all alone. I'm by myself. I'm like, where's my peeps? And I got nobody. I got nothing. So I would rather wake up have all my people, assuming everybody's alive because now I'm 85. Is everybody still with me? I don't know. but
3: No,
0: you're 85. Everyone stays the same in that scenario, I presume? Uh, yeah. Uh, or does everyone age with you?
3: Um, that's a great question. Just make it up. Yeah, we'll just say they're going to age with you.
2: Okay, so okay. then I, still, I stay with my answer. I'm going to be 85. I'm going to be yeah. old. And I'm going to be like Jerry Jones. I'm going to eat a McGriddle and I'm going to put salt on it because clearly he and Warren Buffett have the secret to longevity, which is Mac- McDonald's. Ask Ocho Cinco too. George, what are you
0: gonna do? <laughs> uh, oh, I'm definitely gonna eat eighty five. I don't want to lose everybody. I mean, there are some people I like, you know.
3: <laughs> but you have plenty of time to make new friends, right?
0: I mean, I guess. Um, I mean, I, I mean, everybody is a stretch. I we, life, we 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 have, we have had we we had a question that was similar to this one like a couple of months ago, and it but it wasn't everybody. It was like there was like a certain faction. Um, I don't remember what it was, but it was similar. But nonetheless, on that one, I chose your what, what you suggested now but because it wasn't everybody. But because it's everybody, like everybody that I've ever known, that's a lot of people. Like to start fresh at 43, I don't even like new friends to begin with. I got plenty of friends. My wife always makes fun of me. She's like, why don't you make new friends? And I'm like, why? I got plenty of good ones that are from back in the day. Like I don't need that many new friends. It's really yeah, funny but you but say that.
3: By the time you're 85, though, like your life is almost over. So, eh, so yeah. what? You know, I mean, I've, if
0: I've li- listen, before, if I right. went from 43 to 85 tomorrow, I've lived a hell of a life.
3: Well, that's admirable.
2: It is funny you say that, though, about new friends. Um, my girlfriend, she has a very close girlfriend, and this girlfriend now has a brand new boyfriend. So oh, so, so she a- wants you to go out with them. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, you know what? Um, I really like the girlfriend, but I kind of liked it better when she was single and it was the three of us. Rather than now she's got a boyfriend and it's the four of us. And I don't, I don't, I don't dislike him. I just don't like him enough yet to want to hang out with him. To want to
0: hang out with him. And I get that. And and by the way, let's pause that conversation and have it uh, again um because I, in the next segment because I do feel like that's a, that deserves an entire segment okay like <laughs> so we can discuss that because I feel like every dude listening right now or woman right because I'm right. sure the ladies have had situations like that where they bring in a new uh, a new person into the equation with their friends and it's kind of like uh, like I don't know how I feel about this person so uh let, let's let's kind of shift that to the next segment but uh Lindsay continue
3: okay would you rather while at a relaxing at a baseball game, have a huge seagull dropping plop directly into your mouth or be hit square on the ear with a major league foul ball. Sedano.
0: So the seagull dropping goes where?
3: Right into your in mouth. In
0: my mouth?
2: Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Right in your mouth.
0: No. Yep. I, you know what? I'll take my chances with the ball, bro.
2: Yep. It's not even a question mark for me. <laughs> I, will take, I will take the foul ball to the side of the melon way before i will take a bird right
0: because here's the thing cap the ball the foul ball doesn't have to be a line drive you know what i'm saying like it could be like basically a pop-up and you're just about paying attention and all of a sudden boom it grazes your ear you know you're good
2: this is so bad but about a year ago my parents were out visiting and we were going to go out on a whale watching tour and we're waiting before the boat and my mom is standing there and i swear to you a seagull Dropped a massive, monstrous, ridiculous, gigantic white, like, just everywhere. Hit my mom in the forehead, down her face, all over her clothes. And, and instead of, like, my whole family, like, oh, my God, Mom, this is horrible. Like, let's all clean Mom off. Like, we all sat there and laughed. <laughs> I feel terrible. Oh, but it's true. That's what happened.
3: I've been around a few people where that happens, and you just can't help but laugh. You
2: have to laugh. Come on. If Shout it me, laugh, please.
3: You, you're a big baseball fan. Would you take
0: the foul ball or the bird poop?
1: No, the ball, man. No poop in my <laughs> mouth. No. Nope. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. Uh, Plus, they're really dirty animals.
3: Like, seagulls are ugh, they're gross. Yeah, they're, yeah. Who knows they're, where they I come I mean, they're listen, they're basically stuff. air
0: rats, right? Aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. One more
3: one more here all right so this one's very philosophical would you rather always lose or never play
2: cap always lose uh because you uh you cannot win if you're not in the game and uh listen you you say that this is philosophical um failure is a monster part of of life you know um My daughter yesterday, my daughter who's 17 years old, she's going into her senior year of high school. She called me yesterday. She was, Dad, I did not make the field hockey team. I said, oh, my goodness, really? And she said, yeah, but I'm going to stay involved with the team. And I said, why? And her answer was, because I'm not a sore loser. And I said, oh, my God, Jaden, you have got the greatest attitude. And here's what she told me. Dad, my favorite Peloton instructor, Kendall Toole, always says at the end of every class, they can knock you down, but they can never knock you out. She goes, and they're not going to knock me out. So I'd much rather lose every time I play than not be in the game. Plus, not playing is boring. Like,
0: what are you going to do? Do nothing? Like, literally? Okay. Whatever. Shout Life lessons from tool.
3: Peloton.
0: There you go. Uh, lessons from Peloton. <laughs> all right. That is what you rather. Play each and every day at 530. Uh, coming up next, I do want to get into that. If you have a horror story of uh you and your girlfriend or your wife or your husband or you know whatever like whoever your spouse is or your you know significant other and they are introduce like their friend is introducing a new Uh, person into the equation like romantically whether that's your girlfriend introducing a new boyfriend or your uh guy friend introducing a new girlfriend give me a horror story Mm. of where you've drawn the line on not going out with them anymore 877-710-ESPN 877-710-3776 uh we'll be
4: back in about two and a half minutes 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base
0: Yo, Morales, you're crazy. First of all, this song is from, as you mentioned, the movie She's All That. Shout out to our boy Freddie Prince Jr., okay? And this song is awesome for, like, a teen puke movie. It is, like, the one of, like, the best teen puke movie songs there is. You're so wrong on this.
1: He's such a hater sometimes.
3: I was going to say, is. maybe he has, like, some bad memories Ooh. surrounding that song or something. I don't know. I think it's fine.
2: Don't hate, celebrate.
1: It's so catchy, too. You can't help but like sing along with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would
2: never have known the group, though. What, what do he say? Who, who sings this song?
1: Who cares? Uh, six the, group pens called six None the richer, None the richer.
2: Yeah. I would never yeah. have been able to get that. No way. No chance. I would have said something like Natalie Merchant, 10,000 Maniacs. Natalie I mean, Merchant would
0: not have been a terrible uh, call,
2: yeah. at least. You know, Belinda Carlisle. I would never have come up with six pens and five pencils. I would never have been able to do any of that.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, like, if you think about, like, those teen movies, like, so many good soundtracks came from those movies. But, yeah, like, th- this one, that's a good soundtrack. Like, that's a good song, like, I think. And it, very it is song. very much synonymous with a movie that I thought was, like, a cool little teenage rom-com. I
1: from love From an era
0: where there was a ton of teenage rom-coms.
1: Such a good movie. She's All That was on replay for me for so, like, every weekend. I, I think it. they're doing like a
0: remake of it, Freddie was telling me.
1: Yeah, we are. Yeah, heard something he's about all that. There. Right. And Addison
3: Ray is in it.
0: Oh, the is TikToker. that who it is? Yeah. yeah. Hmm.
3: Hmm. It, we you should You have um, no idea who that is, do you? Uh, who, me? Either of you guys. Do you know who Addison Ray is? Kaplan definitely doesn't know who it Addison is. Addison, who? Addison Ray, the nah. TikToker.
0: No. Yeah, I I mean I I only know that's like a he's like a social media guy like I don't oh know. he's a he's a it's dude. a girl no, oh it's a girl she was
3: just
1: on a she was on a Jimmy Kimmel last night is but, it uh, Addison yeah. Ray yes
0: oh I think you said Edison Ray. we talked about this,
1: boys boys well Cap I don't think you were on the show but I think we did it for a what you need to know or something when Greg was still doing it yeah it was hmm. a while ago but yeah they're they're hmm. remaking it
2: yeah well good there you go I got nothing on it I got nothing all right. I got a lot so, of wrestling though. I got I got plenty of wrestling. You have a lot of wrestling today. And Ric Flair, you know. <laughs> That's your wheelhouse. Right. Um, you want to talk about pro wrestling? I got you. You want and, to talk about and some Lindsay dudes apparently a chick? Yeah. also a huge pro wrestling fan. Right. Um
0: so l- let me ask you this though. You were you brought up a great uh story about your girlfriend Rachel. Yep. Um you she has a friend, and now her friend has a boyfriend. And you right. were hanging out with Rachel and her friend all the time. Right. You were the one dude yep. hanging out with two lovely ladies That's right. and now the uh, her friend is bringing in a boyfriend into the equation or perhaps an eventual boyfriend into the equation and now is it really because you don't want any new friends or is it because you are no longer the center of attention with two lovely ladies?
2: All right, well, go back to the way this all started, George. You said you don't need more friends. Okay. I don't need new friends. Right, yes. okay. So I,
0: You know, I, I, it's very rare that I add new friends into the equation.
2: All right, so here's the story, and, and I'm sure that other people have stories like these as well. Here it goes. So, yes, me and my girlfriend, my girlfriend Rachel, she has a very close friend of hers. Her friend's name is Suzanne. Suzanne's like a six-foot-tall blonde, She's great, she's smart, she's funny, she's accomplished, she's, uh, she's, just, she's, she's a great person, right? And the three of us would hang out together a lot. By the way, Suzanne is also a uh, food blogger. She's an incredible chef, and, um, and so she would cook for the three of us a lot. It was awesome. And there was a part of me that would say, gosh, I really wish Suzanne had a boyfriend because then the four of us could all hang out together. Well, then, lo and behold, wouldn't you know it, Suzanne goes and gets a boyfriend. And, um, the reality is I don't like it. I, I don't, I don't like the fact. Okay. But which is it?
0: Is it because you're gonna have to go out with this dude that you don't know and you don't want new friends? Or is it because you're no longer the center of attention when they, when the three of you go out?
2: Um, it's kind of, it's kind of like, uh, okay, listen, I don't mean to sound like a jerk here, but I'm going to, but here, I mean, feel free. Yeah. But here's what he says to me. So I meet him for the first time and he goes, Hey man, "I've I've been listening to you on the radio forever. Oh, cool. And that
0: immediately is like, oh, that's terrible. Like, I don't know about you,
2: but that immediately is like, oh, no, we're going to have to talk about sports all the time. Once he told me, listen, I I can tell you, George, that after my fourth child, I I scheduled a vasectomy, okay? And because I'd had enough at this point. And I remember calling the uh, urologist's office to confirm the appointment. And the woman answers the phone. She goes, hey, are you the guy on the radio? And I'm like, okay, cancel the appointment. I don't need, you know, my personal business, especially about that part of my body. So I wound up going to a different urologist. Uh, so once this guy told me, like, it's flattering, very flattering when you go out and people it are high fiving you and they tell you they yeah. listen, they love the show, blah blah blah. I That's love great. that, but it's not fantastic. when I when I'm going
0: out. Like, here's the thing: I don't know about you. Like when when I I love the audience. I, I'm not I, so I get what you're saying. There is a line here, okay? I love sports. I love talking sports. I love this audience, this community we've built on this radio station and in general, regardless wherever I've been, but specifically this one. It's not to say that I'm not down to talk sports. You know, if I run into someone who listens to the show, all that, and say, what's up, and all the goofy nonsense. I almost said goofy S yeah, right. uh, instead of nonsense um, that we do on the show. All that is cool. But if I'm going to have, like, personal time, right, yeah. with my wife and, and some fr- and her and her friend and the, and 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 her significant other I don't really want to talk sports all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like if we're going to have like dinners together or drinks together and we're doing things together, like you know, I don't know. I talk about sports a lot. Can I talk about other things? It's not that I don't want to do that with people in the audience, but even, but that's weird because he's also someone in the audience. Right. So, I, I, but, but it's different. He's no yeah. longer an audience member. He's now crossed over into your actual personal life.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, listen, I love it. I'm so flattered. My girlfriend's like, don't you get tired of this? And I'm like, you'll never get tired of this. Because if it's not for people who listen to the radio, right. Then, then we don't have these jobs and we don't have opportunity. So I'm very flattered. Anywhere I go, people come up to a table. They want to shake hands. They want to high five. I'm not shaking anybody's hands right now. Uh, in fact, I'm not going out of my house right now, now that I've got this positive COVID test. But the point is I'm very flattered. But when he said to me, Hey, I've been a long time listener. I was like, okay, all right. I can live with that. Then he kind of told me he's an anti-vaxxer. That was a turnoff for me. Yeah. Um, but I think in the end, George, I liked having me, Rachel, and her girlfriend, and the three of us would go places, and when I'd walk in, uh, Laura, you're probably not going to be surprised by this, when I walked in, I'd be like, yo, what's up? I'm in the house. Yeah, I'm walking in, me, by myself, with these two hotties, mm-hmm. and it's just the three of us. Yeah, there and it let is. People, there it is. let people yeah. think what they're thinking, like, it's him and the two of them? What the hell's going on between the three of them? Let your right. imagination run wild, and now- You'd love that. i love Ooh. love that
0: now now laura ha- have yeah. you had a bad experience with one of your friends um bringing in a new uh, significant other into the equation like yes. in your friend group
1: so i have actually one of my really really good friends who pretended to be a caller to blast me on air called right so he was dating this girl nobody liked her we all knew she was like a gold digger like he makes good money He has a good job. So we're like, dude, yeah, she's hot, but she's completely using you, and we we know this. Right. No, 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 no. He actually stopped kind of talking to us because the girl was like, why are you hanging out with those people? Like- Ooh. so she took him he away he turned on you he she turned, turned him on you yeah guys. so yes. so for like a good year and a half we didn't see him Uh-oh. and we and ended when did up he come
0: crawling back what happened when Tell she me.
1: cheated on him with a nautical with like a mafia dude so oh, okay. she ended up yeah going she was wild this conversation
0: man. got way different yeah. right now so okay. she's uh yeah, i'm gonna shut up now
1: yeah she's wild <laughs> so she ended up like dissing him for another guy who did a lot of bad stuff but had way more money and was getting whatever she wanted so he's like yo i'm that was weird i don't know what happened yeah Yeah, yeah. like i'm so sorry and i was like look we love you we told you like you learned and now his girlfriend i love her she's amazing like i'm like see you gotta get rid of bad apples like mm." and his girlfriend's hot so i'm like you
0: know do, do you have do you have any of those issues with uh your friend
3: groups um, no, not really. I will say most of my friends, pretty much all my good friends are guys. And so I feel like it's one of those situations in all of them where if they're not cool with us being friends, then I can't marry this person. And thankfully mm-hmm. they've all worked out to this point. Like two of my best friends are married and I'm great. Like I don't hang out with their wives separately, but you know, like, you know, we, we have like our wrestling parties back you I know, when wrestling I in parties. Ohio oh, yeah. and you know, Visiting like oh come out and visit me in L A stuff like that but I yeah no I don't really have that issue but I don't have a lot of female friends so
1: oh no That's this is guy weird. all my really good friends are men <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah no best best, best way to girlfriend. go
3: yeah I have Girl, girls are you know
1: yeah girls are kind of
3: yeah I don't
4: know. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah
0: I, I it's funny because I I watched Ted Lasso I think it's the best show on television right now did you see um, episode three already you, I already did it was it? fantastic yeah, yeah I thought it was really good. Um. So I I watched Ted Lasso, and they did this recently where one of the characters, Keely and Roy Kent, can't uh, understand a
2: word either one of them is saying. Is that English?
0: (laughs) Seriously, I got to turn on the subtitles now. They went on. They went on a double date with Rebecca, who's the owner of the football club, and some guy that she met. And and Roy Kent basically said, "Ah, the guy's like whatever. He's a he's he's beneath you, like or whatever." So, but he hated going out. With them and he was forced into going out with them and it was funny and he's a curmudgeon it's 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 just such a good show um if you're not onto it apple tv look i don't tell people how to spend their money but 4.99 a month like i literally am paying 4.99 a month 4.99 a month just for that show that's yeah. how good that show is i don't watch anything else on apple tv i don't watch the morning show oh
2: wait with reese witherspoon or any wait, of that stuff hold either. on let me tell you something really okay quick. tell
0: me on the other side because we're 30 seconds away from Go having hard. so do that again <laughs> um and we got what you need to know Plus, some news on LeBron that you'll find interesting. We'll get to that coming up in just a moment. Stick around, 710 ESPN.